Hello and welcome in to week five of the Talking Shop podcast. I'm your host, Matt Matera. My guest today is Tommy Hendrickson. Without further ado, let's kick this off and get it started. Welcome. Welcome to the Talking Shop Football Pod. Your host, Matthew Matera. Football in the States is my specialty. That's how we did this show. Right. Tampa Bay is an excellent, excellent football team. You ready to let the dogs out? You think it's so funny, huh? Funny how? I'm really trying to sort of keep it together and be like cool about this. They kick the ball off to you, you get the ball. You run with the ball, they tackle you. A lot has been made about the great running backs. The New York Giants. So many good things have been happening. Now, let us begin. Seahawks hat, I love it. I had to, dude. Doing good. Just cracking a seltzer. You know? Awesome. Excited awesome. to be here. Yeah, well, I already started the recording, so I mean, I might as well just uh, do a little intro for you here before we get started. All right. All right. Let me look at my notes here and your, your background and your accolades here. All right. So <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, who joins us today, Tommy Hendrickson is a musician from Port Jeff, New York, best known for his work as a guitarist, bassist and songwriter for Alice Cooper. He also fronted punk rockers P.O.L. and released several albums as a solo artist. Tommy, stop me if any of this is incorrect. The band no, self- you're doing great. Yeah, Hendrickson got his start on the New York scene with the band Rough Cut, which also featured his brother Gene on drums. After playing mostly covers initially, the group began writing their own material and issued Fight for the Right mini LP in 1984. After the breakup of P.O.L. in 2001, Hendrickson teamed up a P.O.L. drummer and future Alice Cooper bandmate Glenn Sobel to form girl-fronted sugar punk band Boink. Is that right? Is that how you say that? Achieved- yeah, it's boink. Yeah, boink. it's more so with an exclamation. So boink with the exclamation part. They achieved popularity in Los Angeles, releasing a single and video punk break beat, followed up by a five track EP walk of fame. On October 31st, 2014, Hendrickson released the digital single Give Him Hell off his album, off his solo album, Tommy, 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 three exclamation points in that last one. Um, and then Tommy Hendrickson, of course, currently resides in Englewood with his wife, Sandra, and their six baby girls, Cindy, Stephanie, Alice, Sharon, Nicole, and Felicidad, and Puppies, Wolf, and Lion. Tommy, welcome in. How are you? I appreciate it, Matt. Doing great. You know, just uh, excited to be here and talk football and just what's going on in the world and things like that. So thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, hopefully I had the right Tommy there. I know I sometimes get that confused with the internet personalities and whatnot. You know, it's all good. I that uh, I think it nailed it spot on. I don't. Uh, the my wife Sandra wanted uh, really wanted Felicidad as the name for a kid, so she won that battle. But Wolf and Lion were my two, so good to know I got it all right. All right, so Seahawks kicking off in about fifteen minutes. Um, teams off to uh, an okay. Sp- Okay, start tough division. Um, I think we'll really learn a lot about the team tonight going against the Rams. Uh, what, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's brutal. I mean they uh, Seahawks uh, had a tough loss against the Titans. Uh, Derrick Henry kind of they shut him down in the first half, and then all of a sudden Derrick Henry did his thing and came alive in the second half, which bittersweet because I got. I got Derrick Henry on my fantasy team, so it was great for my fantasy team, but just a heartbreaker being a Seahawks fan. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't look too hot against Minnesota, but then last week they found a way to get it done against the 49ers, and uh, luckily I was there sitting uh, kind of sideline about the 30-yard line, so I was able to go and 
root for the team uh, and everything like that. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting tonight. I think, like you said, we're going to see a lot, uh, a lot of what their team has to offer, with, especially with Chris Carson out. So they're probably going to be playing DJ, DJ Dallas or DJ Dallas and Collins and maybe air it out to Metcalf or Lockett. You're hoping from, you're hoping more so for Lockett. I'm sure yeah. since we're playing each other. away but, from DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting game tonight. Um, you know, I think it's going to be close and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I watched a lot last week. I think um, they didn't get a first down until like five minutes left in the second quarter. Like Niners defense was shutting them down and moving the ball. And then Niners had a bunch of injuries and then the combination of that. And then like Russ finally got it going through the air. But uh, it didn't look good for you guys in the first quarter, I got to say. Oh, it was definitely a rough first quarter. It was uh, just like, is this a, is this really a pro football team? It was, hard, <laughs> it was kind of hard to watch. Uh, but, you know, somehow, some way the Seahawks always tend to fight back. I remember back when it was what, 2013, they were playing the Packers in the NFC championship game and it was just God awful. And within like the final, like five minutes of the fourth quarter or something like that, they were down two or three scores. And the next thing you know, they almost scored too quickly, giving the ball back to the Packers, but luckily their defense stepped up. So it's just what the Seahawks do. They kind of break your heart for about either the first half or the first three quarters. And then you, you just have to believe, uh, they're going to come back and just believe in Russ. Yeah. Um, it's like the ninth year of like Russ and Pete Carroll going at this. So last year Rams ended your season right in playoffs, 30 to 20 playoff game, if I remember right. And then, um, you know, like you got them tonight. That's a tough game, obviously You're two and two. So that's either a win or a loss. We'll see. And then after yeah. tonight, the Seahawks go Steelers, Saints, Jags, which I think is a little bit easier stretch of the schedule. Saints aren't what they used to be um big ben is being held up by like you know um you ever been down to monterey and they have those cypress trees and then they have like a little pole that holds them up yeah that's like that's like brothelsburger nowadays so it really is it's uh (laughs) the uh the Steelers definitely aren't what they used to be i mean big ben's been kind of riddled with some injuries and uh he's just getting up there in age uh you know i mean i know he has a great offensive line but it's not what it was five years ago. And when he takes, when he's standing in the pocket for five, six, seven seconds, he's going to get popped. So he's not what the, he's used to be. The saints definitely aren't the team that they used to be with Drew Brees. Um, you know, even if like two years ago, three years ago. So that's a completely different team. And then you got the Jags, you got uh rookie quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, I rooted for him when he was at Clemson, but uh, you know, he's not, he definitely didn't, he didn't start off his season with a, with a great start. So definitely a little bit of a easier patch coming through. At least I hope so. So, yeah. and, and then you go into your bye week and then coming off the bye, you play the Packers, which is going to be, which could go either way. That's a showdown. That's a great game. Like mark that on the calendar. And then the week oh, yeah. after that's so the one I want to talk about the most here. So week after that, you play the Cardinals. So the Cardinals mm-hmm. were supposed to be in coming fourth to start the year in this division, this, this crazy good division between the Niners the uh the rams the seahawks and and the cardinals but uh man does kyler murray look good and they're on a roll so what do you think about this 24 year old from bedford texas you think he's just gonna he's just gonna take over the league by storm or what's what's going on here is he the next next russell wilson uh honestly he might be he might be even more i mean he's definitely 100 quicker than russell wilson russell wilson can escape a lot, but so can Kyler. And I think his, uh, his height and his athleticism also being, and 
the funny thing is, if you look at both of those quarterbacks, they were also like pro baseball prospects. I mean, I think Kyler was even drafted in the uh, MLB draft, but it's like they were, they both have a baseball background. So they kind of know how to both get like low to the ground. Um, Personally, I love watching Kyler Murray play, play because one of my favorite players of all time and just think about the player, not him as a person, Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Don't respect what he did with the whole legal issues, but he was one of the most electric players to watch on the field because he yeah. was, it seemed like he was so loosey goosey with the football, but he had such control of the ball when he was running, juking people left and right. And it reminds me like when I'm watching Kyler play, it kind of reminds me of that, like where he's just so elusive and it's so hard to um, bring him down. I think, a lot of people were high on Lamar Jackson and I I still think he's a good quarterback, but you know, I think teams have kind of started to figure out the Baltimore offense scheme and things like that, where um, was it Kingsbury is the coach with the Cardinals. And so I think he's kind of felt like found a way to um, just throw the, throw the defenses off. And um, Kyler, I think can do a good job faking it. Like, Oh, I'm, this is going to be a pass play, but then all of a sudden it's like, nope, this was actually a designed run for the quarterback. Uh, And, you know, it's just crazy to watch. So I think, uh, you know, he definitely has a lot of Russell Wilson in him too. And it's very exciting to see. And it's definitely a game that I'm pumped up for uh, a little nervous for obviously, because the Cardinals Cardinals are a very good team. They're the, I think they're the only unbeaten team left in the league. Uh, You're right. Yeah. I think, I think that's what uh, was it. It's early. Monday That's night early football. For, yeah because yeah. Monday night football they were the Raiders were still undefeated um but then they obviously lost to the Chargers so um so yeah I, I think it's gonna be a tough game to watch because like I said the Seahawks are they come in a little slow at the beginning um I just don't know if they're gonna have enough towards the end to overtake the Cardinals but we'll see I'm just hoping for a really good game yeah, Michael Vick was the all-time cheat code in Madden back in the day. I just loved uh, playing with with them back in the day. Oh he my was god, on the Falcons! He, he was even he was the Eagles. Best. Yeah, yeah, he was just, the absolute best. Like with uh, with Madden, and then just you know, I grew up kind of watching him play, and it was just so electric to watch. And you know, then he kind of went down a dark, dark uh, mystery yeah. path, and don't want to talk about that. Uh, but no, definitely an exciting player to watch. So it's great to see these more mobile quarterbacks. Um, you know, which definitely you need to take into account when you're drafting a quarterback, you know, they can mm-hmm. get you, uh, they can get you an extra five, 10 points, depending on if they can rush a touchdown in, or if they get, you know, 50 yards rushing, that's, that's huge in fantasy and things like that. So, um, so yeah, just excited for Kyler and seeing what he's doing. I just hope he has an off game when he plays the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. And I think at that point in the Seahawks season, you're going you're gonna to know what kind of team you have. You're going to know if it's as a uh, this is a miss the playoff year, it's a make the playoffs an early exit year, or if this could be a deep run year. At that point, we're going to we're gonna know right after that Cardinals game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think we'll kind of – we'll be at that just after halfway point, I believe. Yeah, and, about, uh, or after Thanksgiving-ish, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it'll, be it'll, be, it'll be four. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll just be uh, – like you said, I think we'll kind of know if Seahawks have a chance of making a – playoff run uh or if it's going to be kind of just uh you know what let's just go out there give it it all give it it all because pete carroll isn't backing down no matter what even if it's uh you know they don't have a shot at the uh the playoffs he is 
the most electrified coach out there on the field and, and the so oldest to watch him uh just <laughs> the oldest energized. and the most electric the oldest and he has the most energy exactly it's just great it's so fun to watch him play and i think he lives for that kind of stuff yeah so it's uh you know uh, growing up as a stanford fan it was definitely hard when he was at usc um even though i like the guy just from his energy and everything like that it was just uh little tough being a Stanford fan during those years. Uh, I remember Stanford upset USC when they were number one years ago, back in like uh, 2008, 2007, something like that. Uh, but yeah, no, love Pete Carroll. And hopefully, you know, uh, him and John Schneider and everything can continue working everything out and Pete can stay there throughout the rest of his career. Yeah. Was that the Andrew Luck years back then or is that before his time? I think that was the Andrew Luck, the Andrew Luck years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Drink, drink your seltzer. I'm going to pitch you the, the, the lock of the, I got this parlay that we can't miss on. I want to split it with you. We'll each put in 50 bucks, whatever. It's a seven to one parlay. And I'm going to tell you why it's going to win. You ready? Okay. Hit me with it. All right. Let's start with game. Number one, game. Number one is Buffalo versus the chiefs. So here the chiefs are favored by three. I'm taking Buffalo straight up for the following reasons. Buffalo has two shutouts already this year. That defense is incredibly good. Um, so that's point number one. Point number two is if you look at the offenses. So you got Patrick Mahomes, obviously, right? So no one in the right mind is starting Buffalo defense this week. You know, yeah. Patrick Mahomes throws a pick every, what, like three weeks? His pick ratio is 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 insanely low. And it if you've seen his picks too, it's like a deflection or something went wrong. So there's absolutely no way that the Chiefs offense is going to back down. They have tons of skill players. They're going to score a lot of points. Bill's offense can pretty much hang in there. They have Stefan Diggs. They have Josh Allen, who's just taken another leap forward again this year. Cole Beasley, they have a great uh, running back core as well with uh, my the guy on my team, Zach Moss, on my fantasy team. Um, this Bill's offense is not as good as Chiefs, defense, Chiefs offense, but it's like a B plus to an A, right? It's close. If you look at the Chiefs defense, it is trash. It is like a C minus or D plus defense. Like they allow 30 points to these terrible teams. The Bills defense, on the other hand, is an A plus defense. So just looking at those two matchups right there, special teams will give it a wash. I don't know too much about either. I'm going to say that the Bills are going to win this game. Also, Chiefs coming off of a Super Bowl loss, always tough, always tough. The team that loses the Super Bowl, big hangover factor usually at play, even for a team as good as the Chiefs. So I'm not saying that they're not going to be there in December and January, but I think the slow start to the season that they're having is going to continue with the loss this weekend. So that's lock number one. That's plus 125. Second okay. team I want to throw in the parlay, Denver Broncos. So Broncos are playing the Steelers. And as I've already mentioned, or as we've already talked about, Big Ben is barely hanging in there. He missed Juju Smith-Schuster last week on like two like streaking slant patterns. They both go for touchdowns and he never misses those ever. So his time is over. I don't know how the Steelers are are 50-50 against the Broncos. I know it's a home game for the Steelers, but I think this is the week where they they lose and they have to really rethink what their team's going to look like going forward. So part two of the parlay, Broncos. So we got Bills to win straight up, Broncos to win straight up. Third game, Saints versus Washington. So the Saints played the Giants last week, and everyone said that the Saints weren't as good as uh, they people thought they might be because they lost to the Giants. And my counterpoint here, and I'm a Giants fan, so you know, factor that into this, is that <laughs> the, the Giants 
really aren't as bad as people think. Like they are, they lost the game to Washington because of terrible coaching. They should have won that game. They were up by like seven or 10 late in the game and just had all these, all these bad um, coaching moves, timeouts that took place and stuff like that. That should have been a win. They should have been coming into that game one and two. The other point is that Saquon Barkley is coming back from a really tough injury and they finally got it going in week four against the Saints. So I think the Giants coming into New Orleans last week were a better team than people gave them credit for. So everyone completely over-adjusted on the Saints saying that they're they're terrible. The Saints are not bad. And to put them as, what are they, only two-point favorites against a Washington team, that is just, it's just terrible. Like, they play in the, they're the third or fourth best team in the NFC East, which is probably the worst division in football. So to only give them, even though they're hosting a home game, to only give them two points against that team is is just it's just a it's just a bad just a bad line. So yeah, if we take the Bills to win straight up, Broncos to win straight up, and Saints minus the two and a half points, that's a plus seven hundred and twenty one bet parlay. So we put in a dollar to win seven dollars. So that's my pitch okay. to you. My question is, where do we where do we lose that bet? Which game? Um, so I completely agree with you on Saints Washington game. I think uh, the only thing Washington really has going for them is their defense. And when I say like the only thing, I mean the thing is like the Washington football team, like they don't even have a mascot yet. This is the second year that it's just been the football team. Like, come on, let's pick something like. <laughs> Like, I don't know, just pick something. And I'm just not um, this Heineke guy. Like, who the hell is this guy? Like, yeah. he's he's not terrible. Like, but he's I not an NFL think, quarterback. Let's be real. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's he's not. Like, he could have been great in college. Not sure exactly where he went to school. But it's one of those things that I feel as though I'm very comfortable with that game. Um, with the Saints at, uh, what is that, minus two and a half. So they need yeah. to win by a field goal. Um, exactly. I'm he went to Old Dominion, by the way. Old Dominion, okay, yeah, that's good to 20, know. 28 years old. If it was going to happen, it would have already happen. So, I agree, I may mean, agree. He's not an NFL quarterback. Okay. I think we're in agreement there. So, Saints, two and a half, boom. Other, yeah, the other two legs now. What, what am I missing? Um, so it's funny, I'm in a pick 'em league, and I actually picked the Bills, um, because they're they're the what plus two and a half. Uh, they're at the plus two and a half. They're KC. getting two and a half. I propose yeah. we just take them straight up because we get plus one twenty five that way. But go yeah, for it. and I completely agree. I think we, it's more so if you just take them straight up. Because um, what you, if you do the plus two and a half for them, like they either have to lose by two, which is very rare for a team to yeah, lose one. by two. It's just it's kind of a weird scoring system they could lose by one i get that but i'm comfortable moving that bet to just straight up and um you know casey yeah they have frank clark they got tyron they got the honey badger matthew like back there (laughs) but other than that i mean like their defense isn't terrible but it's mid-range at best right Mm -hmm. and like who cares about the Bills defense? I wouldn't say who cares about the Bills defense because you got Pat, Patty Mahomes and you got a bunch of weapons. Like you know what is it? Josh Gordon coming back and signing with them? So yeah, he's not going to play this weekend. But yeah, it, yeah, totally it's right. Just, they they definitely have uh, some weapons, but um, I just feel as though Josh Allen and um, he's just got it going on in Buffalo, whether it's on the road or whether it's at home. Um, I think the game that might 
if it does hold us up, I think the game that would hold us up is the Broncos Steelers game. I'm still mm. not a hundred percent convinced on the Broncos. I think mm. that they have a solid team, like an, like an okay team. Um, it, Cause Bridgewater's out, right? That's a good question. Is he playing this weekend? I feel like I saw something where Bridgewater's out, but I could be mistaken. Oh, he's, he's still questionable. Teddy Bridgewater takes another step towards possible Sunday star at the Denver Post four hours and ago. Who's the uh, who's their backup? Is it still Locke, Drew Locke, or did he get moved? Yeah, Locke or – yeah, it is Locke. Okay, so, I mean, Locke has had some experience as a starting QB. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's been great starting experience, but it's not like he's coming in never starting the game, right? So, um, yeah, he's still going to have some jitters. He might throw if, – if Bridgewater's not able to play um, – I just foresee that would be the game that could potentially hold us up. Um, but I, I, I agree with what you said about like uh, the Steelers. I think it might be like, they're, they're just not as strong as I think people give them credit for people give them credit. Cause Pittsburgh's a tough city, like the city yeah, of yeah. industry. Mike the Tomlin city of there, he's a great coach. Yeah. yeah he's a great coach. I think he was the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl before what was it? Sean McVay, Sean McVay. I think they uh, lost them. They lost them. I'm getting confused. Uh, who did I think? Okay. Sean McVay became the youngest coach to ever go to a Super Bowl. but I think what's his name? Mike Tomlin back in the day was the youngest to win a Super Bowl. I could be mistaken. Like there's a lot of random facts in my head that could be lies. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, you're, yeah, you're right. 36 years old. Tomlin became the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. I don't think the previous record was held by John Gruden, who's 39. I don't think it's been beaten. He st- currently holds the record. Okay. Right. So, well, um, I guess real quick, I think my point on the Steelers is that a good betting strategy is always to find a team that's going to be terrible that people like don't realize yet. So I think the Steelers, you know, it's the Steelers, you know, people think, you know, they find a way to be, they're going to find a way to be eight and eight, even if they're terrible, you know, kind of yeah. like the last couple of years, they've managed to sort of just play 500 football, but this is the year I think that they really take, that next step towards being even worse. And they're going to look like, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to be looking at a four and 13, four and 13 team, in my opinion. And we're gonna be like, and you know, if you, if you bet them early in the season before people catch on, it's a good time to get them, but I could be wrong. And I'm willing to maybe substitute that for a third game. I mean, I'm a, I'm okay with that. You know, if it's a, if we're talking about a 700 plus 721, you know, um, I'm comfortable with that. And we're we're pretty confident on two legs of the three, you know, that's not not a bad place to be getting seven to one on our, on our dollar. I agree. I couldn't agree more. So I would say, uh, you know, why not try and lock it in? All right. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a Venmo request afterwards and we'll just, we'll just go in it together. Maybe. Perfect. I love it. Awesome. Um, All right. Hall of Fame odds. So I'll give you two players. I found a betting site that's offering, odds on whether this player makes the hall of fame or not i found two players that are very similar odds okay and if you can only take one of them and i know some of these are gonna be like oh i want both of them or something like that if you can only take one of them who do you think is going to ultimately be in the hall of fame okay how many are you giving me is it just one or are you giving me multiple i'm gonna give you three different ones so here's the first one okay okay lamar jackson or josh allen uh josh allen Josh Allen. Yeah. That's what I would have said too. They both, they have, they have them both at 50, 50% chance right now. Yeah. I just, I, I think Lamar Jackson's great and I have a lot of faith in him. I just, I would put my money on Josh Allen. Yeah. 
Uh, I like the I like the I like Josh Allen too. I think the Bills' future is very bright. Agree. Okay. Um, here's a second one. So this is a this is a three three player one. Tell me who's going to make the Hall of Fame: Derrick Henry, Amari Cooper, or Saquon Barkley. Uh, well, I'm sorry to say this coming or going to a Giants fan. Saquon Barkley is just too injury prone, and I I, I wish nothing but the best for him and hope he's <laughs> healthy for the rest of his career. But I mean, it's got to be Derrick Henry. Like if he can produce 75% of the work that he did in 2020, there's no question he's getting into the NFL because his 2020 was astronomical and everything like that. So if he can just produce 75% of that work, like year after year for these next couple of years, like it's without question. Yeah. I like that pick too. I would have went with Derrick Henry despite my fanhood to and my allegiances to Saquon Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last one, you're going to hate picking between these two. And for the record, the site has them both at like an 85% chance. But Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas? Uh, honestly, um, uh, even though I have a Stanford Richard Sherman jersey, I'm going to have to go with Earl Thomas. I think Sherman was is probably like was back when he was playing. Uh, like comp- I know he's back with Tampa, but you know, back when he was with Seattle, Legion of Boom big trash talker, him and Michael Crabtree, like one of the biggest feuds, like w- between like wide receiver, a defensive, like a uh, defensive player. Um, I got to go with Earl Thomas though. Earl Thomas was everywhere on the field. Like Jamal Adams kind of reminds me of him a little bit, kind of like a little bit shorter. Jamal Adams is obviously bigger, but just watching Earl Thomas deliver clean, safe, not safe, but clean hits to wide receivers, tight ends, things like that. Earl Thomas has got to take the cake in my book. Yeah. He really made these receivers think about coming across the middle of the field, right? He did. I mean, even for guys as big as like Gronk, he would get these hits on him that you're like, oh man, you know, that's going to make him think twice. Yep. Absolutely. So that's, I got to go with Earl Thomas on that. Nice. All right. Real quick fantasy here. So your team name, Beauty in the Beast Mode. Love it. ESPN. Well, you're two and two. ESPN projects. You ever look at the projections? They project you'll finish fourth this year. So not bad. Okay. I'm not a, um, I kind of have a superstition where after the Thursday night game, I usually take a screenshot of uh, like the matchup. So you and I are playing. So after tonight's game, I'll take a screenshot and I won't look at my fo- my phone for fantasy until after the Sunday night game to see what happens. Oh, happened. wow. It's just you're not checking the scores during the nope. games on Sunday? Nope. Wow. It's one of those things I do every Sunday. Uh, whenever uh, Dave Mann and I, whenever we get, whenever we're playing each other, we try to get together and watch football Sundays. And I implemented that last year with him. And he kind of look. He just he kind of doesn't tell it. you. What's that? He doesn't and he doesn't ruin it either. He doesn't tell you how you're doing. When uh, when we're together watching the games, he won't look either. He's like he oh. finds it more enjoyable, like because you know it's just two friends hanging out, having a couple beers and. We're just chit-chatting and, you know, I have two TVs in my garage. So it's like, ah, okay. Dave's got this guy. He just scored a touchdown. Like Logan Thomas, you know, tight end for Washington. Like, ah, like just scored a touchdown. Whatever. Like no big deal. Like, oh, there's Derrick Henry getting a touchdown for me. So we kind of know what's going on, who's playing, but we don't have any idea on the score. Um, So it's just a superstition of mine. So I don't really look at the projections. Um, You know, I finished last the (laughs) first two years I've been in the league. So uh, if I can just climb up the ladder and just not finish last. Uh, you know, it was a little tough for me losing first week to Dave. Uh, my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, only got me like 1.2 points. Um, 
and that was a little rough. Uh, and then uh, losing to my about, cousin. Uh, it's all about improvement, to, right? I mean, it's all it's about, all about improvement. improvement. And, uh, you know, it's always the, the toughest thing about fantasy is when you lose, if you lose, if you like, basically, if you lose with the second highest score of the week, it's so frustrating because that's what happened last week. John got the highest score of the league. I got the second highest score. So if I was playing anybody else, I would have won last week, but that's just how fantasy goes, you know, and it's just ups and downs and everything. So, um, you know, you you have to do, yeah, you just have to think, you know, like, um, and this, this goes the same thing. If you have Monday night and you're down 40 and you have a tight end playing, right. You already lost, but you you still have to like every point matters because you can get to the end of the season. There's this big bunch up in the middle of the pack. And yep. there's always a couple teams with the same record and it comes down to points scored. And so even those weeks where you lose and you score a bunch of points, you have to take a little bit away saying, all right, if I'm seven to six at the end of the year, and this other guy's seven to six, though, that couple, those touchdowns that I scored that didn't seem to matter at the time, those actually did matter because it got me into the playoffs as the, as the six seed or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, uh, that's a, that's a great point because I don't think people think about it like that, you know, cause people just think about the wins and losses and that column but you definitely have to think about the points for column. Yeah. Um, because like Every you said, year. if you're middle of the pack, that could potentially put you, that could make the difference between you making a six spot or a seven spot, which I think it makes a difference for at least one person every year in the agreed. middle, in the middle could, there. Couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, I don't have too much here for you. I wanted to go through your team real quick. So you got Derek Henry with the fourth overall picks. There was kind of like four running backs at the top of the draft board. And you had the fourth pick overall. So you sort of got what came to you. Where Correct. would you have taken uh, Derrick Henry if you like, how high would you have taken him if you had your choice or was four like the right place? I would have taken, I would have taken Derrick Henry if I was number one. Like well, he's ranked. Uh, I was gonna say he's ranked number one so far through four weeks. So I'm a, I'm a Stanford guy. Love Christian McCaffrey. I just think he's also a little injury prone. Um, and I mean, he can definitely score a lot of points. Um, you know, Dalvin phenomenal running back love the guy uh electric alvin kamara i mean another guy i think what on thanksgiving weekend last year he scored like six touchdowns yeah and it's like <laughs> six. Oh my god did he like really? it was absolutely oh he got like 60 or 70 points for whoever yeah. had him um but you know, I, I, I took still, him i took him third so we'll see if i made the right decision this week i would hate i would hate for derrick henry to outscore him by 20 this week and just you know be staring my decision right in the face because i but I, I, so far, it looks like you made the right call. With number one ranked running back so far. Yeah, well, we'll see. You just it, it's so hard to tell beginning of the week uh, or beginning of the year, like with the draft and everything. Yeah. And like you said, it's just how the cards fell. Like I was going to take any one of those, probably four. Like mm-hmm. I had his, I had Zeke last year. Didn't like him. Yeah, like, he, he I'm not a ca- top. I'm not a Cowboys. I'm not guys. a Cowboys fan. So. Um, kind of hard to root for the Cowboys. Like I want Zeke like, if he was on my team, but yeah. So it was just the way the cards fell and super happy. I got Derrick Henry. Yeah. Then second round, you got DK Metcalf named your team that, uh, not named your team after him. You, did you name your team after him? Well, you no, were... that's, that's Simo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's very confusing. Somebody else has, has a team. <laughs> okay. Anyways. And then third, you took Dave Montgomery, who's hurt right now, but yeah. he'll probably be coming back. He's ranked eighth right now in running backs. So you got him in the third round. Happy yeah, with that he's, pick, uh, or how are you feeling about that? I, honestly, like looking back on it, like um, I'm not super upset. Like there's there's a few teams I will never draft any players from. Um, 
Chicago kind of was on that list, but I, when I got to the third round and, um, you know, he was still on the table, I kind of looked at his stats from last year and was just like, you know what? He's a solid RB two. I'm going to take him. Um, yeah, it sucks that he's injured. Uh, you know, he, I think he's going to be out for four weeks, but go look at the, uh, Bears schedule for the four, next four weeks. They have a tough, they have a tough schedule coming up for the next four weeks. So with that being said, I have Leonard Fournette on my team. He's maybe a flex player at best, but the nice thing is he's been playing. He's been out playing Ronald Jones and playing a lot more oh, yeah. snaps. I have and, Jones. I can't start him. He's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so I, far. I feel, we'll yeah, yeah. You'll see. And I feel, so I feel comfortable having uh Fournette in the backfield as my RB two. I don't love it. Obviously I wish I could get a player that was going to get me, you know, 12, 15 points every week consistently. Um, but we'll see, you know, like we'll just see what Tampa Bay and Fournette can do over the next couple of weeks when Montgomery's out. Yeah. Yeah. The bears, man, they're so tough. I mean, like Alan Robinson owners over the last couple of years, just been, it's just been brutal because he yeah. just, I mean, it's just, they can't move the ball. It's not any of his fault. He's running great patterns. There's not, you know, he's no one to throw it to him and no one to, they, they get the ball like three and out, and then you're like, all right, I'll wait another 15 minutes to see when Allen Robinson gets the ball. Well, yeah, again, I mean, so. you, you, you have to look at the quarterback that's thrown to you, but then you also have to look at the offensive line. Okay, who did you have? Trubisky, mediocre quarterback at best from North Carolina. Like, he's going to be okay, but, um, you know, his offensive line wasn't giving him the protection that he needed to then go throw the ball to Allen Robinson. So, that's why I'm a little, I was a little hesitant to pick up Montgomery, but I just decided, you know what? Um, I'm just going to do it and not think about it twice. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. The same problem with Calvin Ridley too, where the Falcons offense is just leaves a lot to be desired and desired. And uh, yeah, Ridley, great receiver on a terrible team. If the team doesn't score, he can't score, right? It's just, they can't move the ball into the red zone. It doesn't give him much chance. Well, and that's the thing you took Ridley in the third Second round, second round, second round right, pick, before, yeah. right after I took Metcalf, yeah, because it was a snake, and I was debating between Metcalf and Ridley. Those were the two that I wanted, and I was a little concerned at first because I was just like, Ridley is just he'll just put up the numbers, but Matt, Matt like what is it, Matt Ryan? He's just um, he's not sorting it out as much as he used to, and yeah. uh, so it, it's feature, a little different. Future Hall of Famer. Unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. 98%. Yeah. According to this. Yeah. Insane. But yeah, he, he, can't, he can't do it anymore. And he also blew that Super Bowl. But yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. He definitely blew the Super Bowl. But uh, and unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of people are going to remember the Falcons for for quite yeah. some time. Um, just like people are going to remember the Bills for going to the Super Bowl four straight times and losing all four years with Jim Kelly and things like that. So Josh Allen will make him forget. He'll make him forget. I really hope so. I would love to see the Bills. Uh, <laughs> You know, no relation to Buffalo, no relation there, but I would just love to – I think it would be good for the sport. All right. Real quick before we let you go, just single-word answers here, if we can do that, because we're running short on time. Uh, I ask everybody to do this uh, – We pick five, uh, pick three games in the NFL. Uh, or I pick the three games in the NFL, and you tell me who's going to win the game with the spread. Uh, let's run through these real quick. All right. So here's the three games I picked this week. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys are seven-point favorites. Giants. All right. Giants to cover or win? One of the, it doesn't matter. You don't have to just to cover. Just to cover. cover. Okay. Bills at Chiefs. I think we've talked about this, but Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. Bills. 
Bills. Yep. We're going to bet that right after this too. Yep, exactly. Go straight <laughs> up. And Browns at Chargers. Uh, Char- sorry, Chargers are one-point favorites. Chargers are one-point favorites. So basically a pick them. yeah. Yeah. Um, Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. All right. Um, no score yet in the game tonight, but looking forward to seeing if the, your Seahawks can pull it off. And also good luck this week in fantasy. It was great talking to you, Tommy. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me on here and uh, best of luck to you. And with uh, Cooper Cup playing tonight, you know, we got two wide receivers going on uh, versus DK Metcalf to start off. I love it. I love it. So uh, yeah, no, best of luck and just appreciate uh, you having me on. I got to go get back to Alice Cooper. So uh, (laughs) here I'm calling my name, Uh, but just thanks for having me on, uh, you know, every year. Yeah. We'd love to come, uh, come by, check out that garage with you and Dave, man, one weekend, watch some football. That would be Absolutely epic. We'll definitely find a time for that. Awesome. See you, Tommy. All right. Thanks, Matt.